So this morning I wanted to discuss some things that came up over the, the weekend that um, have made the news, uh, one of them, and something that happened in our church, and just see how the two of them work together. First of all, um, the thing in our church was as I was preaching, I went to a verse in Micah, Micah 6, 8, um, in an effort to encourage people that what God has asked us to do is fairly simple. And in Micah 6, 8, it's put quite succinctly where it says, He has told you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. And those three points, I felt, from my perspective, or what I've tried to convey to the congregation recently, to the things that we've been preaching and doing and putting in motion, that those three elements of justice, kindness, and humbly walking with God probably is a very good summation of, of what I feel God is calling us to as a church. And then the other item that came to our attention was this uh, video that's on YouTube that's um, getting multiple millions of hits about Joseph Kony from U Uganda, who's the warlord that kidnaps children and, and presses them into action as, as his warriors. And the, the video is an attempt to bring, bring some publicity to the whole thing and, and try to um, undermine his position. At least that's what the filmmakers declare is their intent. They're trying to make him famous and get people um, angry at him so that people will start to take notice and that governments maybe will take action against him. And so I just wanted to, to bring up the concept of doing justice and of loving kindness and of walking humbly with God and, and, and talk about those three principles, maybe even starting with this principle uh, or this story of Joseph Kone and, and what these filmmakers are trying to do. Is that an attempt to bring justice to a situation where there hasn't been before? So um, let's, let's talk about it for a little while. What do those verses mean? And, and, um, what does it mean to us as a church? Well, the the Coney incident. I mean, when I when I first watched it, I immediately thought that it was for a good cause. I didn't really question the the motives. It seemed pretty clear that they're trying to do something good for you know. Or to, I mean, just good in general. Uh, um, but as it as it you know, days passed, it seemed that it turned into a controversial thing um, because of the organization that ran the videos and is trying to raise awareness. <clears throat> For one reason, I mean, they have their motives, or they have you know, there's a story there of why they they're doing the things they're doing, and it's caused a lot of controversy. Um, but what struck me is, as uh, through the whole thing is that you really, I don't think that you could really, that's not enough. Watching a YouTube video on Facebook or bringing awareness, I don't, I don't think is enough to do justice. Like you have to really, I, there's a lot more to it than a viral video to me, I think. And I normally wouldn't downplay the uh, the effects of a viral video. I mean, or Facebook or something. I mean, look at Egypt and what they went through because of, <clears throat> or their revolution because of Facebook or whatnot. 
Um, but I just think justice is to in this instance with this guy or or with another guy or whatnot. Um, I think that you, just people need to be more informed. You have to look at things and find things out for yourself. One important step too is there have been I don't know forty million hits of, on this video. But how many of those 40 million people are actually going to do something about the situation? Right. I mean, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm not saying correctly. Uh, because, okay, yeah, 40 million people know about it. So what? That doesn't... He's still out there doing... Yeah, that doesn't change what? anything. And um, hopefully 40 million people are looking at the whole picture and not just what they're being told. I can write a 30-minute documentary about why I think lead paint is the end of the world. And people, you know, I mean, that's just... You need to look at the whole picture and just not believe everything that is being told to you because it's on a video. And I used, to have, I used to have my own fault in that. You know, I'd read an article or a review of something or a documentary. And because it's... Especially if it's done well, because of the presentation... You almost, I, I had this problem where I would just believe what I'm being told because of the way it's being portrayed to me. Um, because someone else says it's fact, it must be fact. There's no way you can lie on the internet, you know? <laughs> yeah. But. So one of the ways we connected the dots between these two things were, we're sensing and feeling that. You know, we want, we want to, you know, the, the Like David Project, people with, guys with hearts for God, and, and we want to be obedient to the Lord. And one of the verses that is kind of coming to the surface for us is the Micah 6, 8. And one of the concepts in that, which I think is really excellent. I mean, if, if God in his word says, you know, what does, what does God require of us? And then there's an answer. What is it that God requires of us? I would like to make sure that my life reflects... Uh, the basic at least the yeah. basic requirements the of what basic God requirements has for me. <laughs> just as Matt was reading that, I I went to the Message Bible. Just sometimes it's helpful to hear another version, and it kind of rounds it out just a little bit. I want to read it from the Message Bible. It says He's already made it plain how to live, what to do, what God is looking for in men and women. And you know, if He's making it plain how to live and what to do in my life, and and he's looking for this in me, then I, I want to I make sure I'm doing that. And it says, it's quite simple. Do what is fair and just to your neighbor. Be compassionate and loyal in your love. And don't take yourself too seriously. Take God seriously. So we're kind of looking at the idea of justice. And the wording there is to do what's fair and just to your neighbor. And I think that one of the things as Christians, we're supposed to stand up for justice. We're supposed to speak for those who can't. We're supposed to be the, the moral compass, uh, even though that's a loaded term. But we're supposed to be, you know, the uh, portraying the, the spiritual and the biblical content of society and speaking and doing things in such a way that uh, justice is showing kindness and doing what's right for our neighbors. And so this film crew, the, these group of people who put together this video uh, about what uh, this warlord in Uganda is doing to bring attention to it, it, 
what I see is like, well, that's their attempt. Like what John said, you know, there it's like, even at least in the beginning, it seemed like their hearts were right. They wanted to draw attention to something that is so wrong in the world. <clears throat> now what it's turned into with all the accusations of, you know, raising money for themselves. And, you know, I don't know about all that, but as Christians, what do we do? And, and you know, I'm faced with the question myself, well, God is required of me and, and, and it's to do justly or to do justice or to show justice to, to my neighbor. How am I doing that in my regular life? You know, how do I do that every day? If it's a requirement then of God, then it's got to be something that I'm doing every day, at least in my own mind. And I haven't quite figured that out. You know, I don't really know how do I do that. And I, I think part of it is being kind. <laughs> you know, yes. you know, like one of the things we've talked about is, you know, there, uh, I recently read an article where someone was saying, what if our whole evangelism shtick, what if our whole approach to evangelism was, let's just be kind to people every place that we're at. You know, is, is that enough? Is that doing justice? Showing kindness every place I go to my neighbor. Yeah, I think it would. I think that would make a huge difference oh in, our, in our society, yeah. in our culture. People yeah. aren't kind, I don't think, in, in general. Um, they, in fact, I would go the opposite and say most people appear rather angry and bitter yeah. these days. Uptight and in a hurry and yeah. pressed and... Christian or Yeah, stressed out and, you know... Yeah. But the problem is, is when... Somebody's a Christian, and you're angry, and you got your little fish on your car or whatever. Yeah, you're the, you're a target. I mean, that's probably one of the yeah. The it'll biggest, be labeled as a hypocrite. I mean, yeah, it's the biggest thing I hear is that when a Christian is you know a grumpy person and mean or or just a mean person and not pleasant to be around, uh, the first thing that someone who's a non-Christian will say, and this is a stereotype, but this is just what I hear in my circles the most. Is, is so that's what God is, you know. So that's what a Christian's all about, you know. And, and that, it breaks my heart because it's not; it's the opposite. You know, um, so I, I and I, when I hear, "What if we be kind?" You know, what if, what if our whole stick was to be kind? To me, it's synonymous with "What if we weren't selfish?" Because to me, being mean is all predicated upon being selfish. Um, <laughs> I mean, think about it. Anytime that you're mean to somebody, it's because it's, I can't think of another way. Usually it's because you, you aren't getting what you want in yeah. some way, form or fashion. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's something to think about too. Uh, not being selfish. I agree with you. I think our culture is selfishly indulgent and we are supposed to remain unspotted by the world that we live in and therefore we have to learn how to operate within this culture and not become selfish and indulgent ourselves yeah and one of the things we had to be careful about because we're talking about the concept of to do justice to do justly to live justly <clears throat> is it's so easy to maybe cross that line that's there of being kind and compassionate loving one another as jesus christ has loved us but crossing a line with this kind of holy righteous righteousness 
that uh, we pick lightning rod issues like abortion or gay, being gay or you know po- politics or whatever, and in the name of I'm going to do justice here, I'm going to do justice for God, I'm going to be a warrior for God, and we forget the simple elements, uh, simple elements of being kind and loving and and selfless rather than selfish. And what ends up happening is we think we're doing justice. And in effect, we're doing the exact opposite. We're making a bad name for Christianity. We become one of those guys, one of those Christians. Well, you said it perfectly earlier when you said, <clears throat> said that it's being kind, doing justice. You know, so you can't have one without the other. So you are that person that is uh, showing some form of hate because of abortion or what you know any of those hot topic issues um if if it doesn't involve kindness then it doesn't involve justice Mm. i don't think you can have one without the other just like selfishness and being mean (laughs) yeah yeah no you can't you have to balance your sense of righteous indignation with your kindness that you have for the people involved in the situation just as we're instructed to speak the truth in love i mean we we know what the truth is but the way that we communicate it is going to make a difference in people's lives same thing here we have to stand for justice but we have to do it through kindness through compassion for people and yes i'm compassionate on the children in uganda and the families that have been torn apart i mean that breaks my heart but i also know this there are people that are called to do something about that and they need to stand up for truth but not every one person can't handle every one of the world's problems so better than better than that would be to say lord let tell me what i want i have to be involved in and be yeah. quick to be obedient to yeah. that yeah be observant of the things that god brings to your own attention and handle those things with passion you know yeah wholeheartedly yeah and lord show me on a daily basis how how to do justly what does it mean to be to do justly every day of my life you know i don't think it's you know necessarily sending a hundred bucks to you you know trying to stop uh the horrible things that are happening in uganda john you i thought you made a good point before we, as we were talking about before we started, that uh, this guy in Uganda, Kony, what does he care if a bunch of twenty-year-olds in America are ticked about it? It's not stopping him, you know. He's not going to stop. It's not. It's not going to slow down uh, what he's doing, to, you know, to enslave children as his as his soldiers. From what I read, he's not even doing it anymore. Not that that makes the past right, or, you know, it's just, I guess there, I mean, just to get the full story, um, the, a lot of people are upset because the video led you to believe that um, the U.S., and actually said the U.S. should stand by the Ugandan military and trying to bring this guy in, but the Ugandan military is, from what I've read, just as much to blame for rape and pillaging and, you know, all the bad stuff that this guy is accused of. 
Um, so people are kind of like, why would you tell us to stand? I mean, once you lose credibility, things get to slippery slope. Um, so, I mean, just I'm, I'm just giving backstory on what I read and what I've seen. Now, he also, they also, um, a lot of people are upset that um, only 30% of the money donated to the, the program the organization running this thing actually goes to this effort. And That's a pretty low percentage. Yeah, that is low. For charities. <laughs> yeah. And also, um, and these are facts. These are just what, what's out there. Also that um, it didn't, I mean, I think it, it said this in the video, but it, it didn't paint an appropriate picture from what I'm read. The Joseph Coney is not living in Uganda anymore. He's in another country, which they're not sure of. And he hasn't been active in what he was accused of for six years. So not only has he not <laughs> been doing this, he, they don't know where he's at. And the U.S. is kind of, um, from what I've, again, from what i read, I don't want to be quoted wrong. Uh, from what I've read, the U.S. has been apprehensive about going in because it, we have no financial interest or no... Uh, international interest really in what this guy's doing. Not saying, not to justify what he's doing. Yeah, it doesn't involve it, the U.S. in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. We're not protecting Uganda. We have no, you know, uh, ties. Now, in that aspect, I think if something is that bad or, you know, who cares, you know, what and who and how the Holocaust is happening, if that's happening, we need to get involved, I believe. Mm-hmm being the superpower that we are. And that's just my personal one. You can go different ways on that. Um, but I can see how there could be an issue when this guy's not a threat currently and could cost more money than it's worth to actually find him. You know, you know what I think of when you say that, John, is <clears throat> it shows that the heart of a nation are teenagers and 20-year-olds that have helped create the velocity for, you know, causing this whole situation to go viral shows that, that at the, there is a heart, our nation has a heart of compassion. And just the fact that, okay, maybe this is a non-issue. It hasn't been happening for, for, you know, six years. If that's the case, I think there is a heart out there for people to stand for justice. And it's like, as a, as a creative community, as Christians, as a creative community, being able to tap into the heart of God, what can we do as Christians to maybe tap into that energy that's out there to maybe divert it towards an issue that is a real issue today? You know, I always think of the homelessness and the poverty on our own streets. So anyway, I just, I, I'm encouraged with the idea that there is a, te- a resource out there to tap the people in their hearts want to stand for justice. Uh, just recently, yeah. uh, Matt was talking about the making of bread, and he just brought out the concept that it's four simple agree- ingredients, you know, water, flour, a little bit of salt, and yeast. Uh, and yeast. And you throw them 
together and you mix them up and then you let it do its work. But our tendency is to get our hands in it too much. That, you know, there's those who making a bread, they'll, they'll spend hours until their muscles are sore kneading bread. But the simple, simple fact is if we just bring the four ingredients together and then let them do their work, let it give it time. Yeah. then it'll do the work for it. And I, I'm just so struck with in ministry or Christianity, if we could do that, if we could bring those simple elements together and let time have its work. And I, I'm sensing issues of justice. If we bring the simple compassion of people and, and bring them together and communicate like what they've done with this video, they communicated something that was going on and then they put the elements together and something happened out of there, a ground, ground swell movement. You know, I'm just thinking, I think that that's the way we will begin to see issues of justice move forward is if on our own lives, we start figuring out what is the issue of justice that's important to me that I'm compassionate about and how am I getting involved in a daily basis and how can I talk and share about that with friends and people that are around me that might pick up that same vision and then the synergism of two or three working together and then a little clump of people and then a little community with some movement and God bringing the creative concepts and ideas and solutions to the forefront. You know, maybe that's the way that we can begin to move issues of justice forward with compassion. Right. I think that is the way. I think uh, there are issues around us that are potentially um, world-changing things. You know, looking out for children and having a heart for child abuse or something could lead you to eventually confronting a man like Kone in, in Uganda. Of course it could. But you know where it could start, where you actually have some influences in the community around you noticing um, issues that might be, might be going on. And that's, you know, that I, what you're saying is, is the right process. Instead of attempting to try and change the world, let's just go out there and try and make some impact around us. And if you're faithful to it, and if you're responsible to it, and if you go as far as God tells you to go in it, one of those things that you do might lead you to something that could change, yeah. change the nation or change the world. Yeah. But he doesn't call us to do that. He calls us to love our neighbor. He calls us to go you know, yeah. into the areas that we have influence already and to, to see what's going on. And, and I, I know that there's child abuse that happens here in the United States. And so probably within our streets and we're not aware of it, there are children that are suffering. Yeah. And if we learn how to see that, we might be able to have an influence right here. Yeah. And maybe it's not that. I mean, I, I have some feelings on that issue, but maybe it's something else for a different person. Yeah. Point is God will bring something to your attention if you're observant. And if you're faithful to follow that and pursue it, as long as he tells you to do it and to keep going after yeah. it, yeah. then you never know what can happen, what world might open up to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there are just, uh, I think there are creative things that are happening out there. I know that our economy <clears throat> has tanked. And I just read an article in USA Today about uh, churches are becoming one of the biggest uh, defaulting of loans. Oh, I've seen that, uh, yeah. Groups, you know, and people are 
Not only are people losing their houses, but churches are losing houses of worship. And the economy has caused big changes. And one of the things that we're just, we just became familiar with was uh, this group. And I don't even know the name of it, but it's M.O. Mom, you know, Mo, oh, Market, on the Market on the Move. And uh, because someone in our church... Uh, brought a little bag of vegetables and stuff. We're vegetarians and shared with us. Uh, we looked into it more. And Elizabeth went on their website and checked it out. And, you know, we paid the money to become part of it. And she went down for the first time this this weekend and gleaned the fields, so to speak, and got all these vegetables. And then we're sharing it with our families. And, and I thought, wow, the concept that somebody figured out that these you know, farmers have all this leftover produce and they have figured out a way to start distributing it. And it's, it's churches that are mostly are getting involved with the distribution points, which was very interesting because the particular church that she went to, she said it was so weird. The workers were grumpy and, and, uh, stingy and, and they had the most horrible attitudes and they were talking among themselves like there was nobody around when there were customers, so to speak, that were there and saying some of the most horrible, awful things. And she just thought, oh my gosh, here's something that has the potential to do good because it's basically... A donation. Uh, she said, I paid what they had, what the suggested donation was, and I was very happy. And we got all this produce, and it's like, oh my gosh, this is better produce than what we've been buying in the stores mm. for a fraction of the cost. But then it allows us to take some of our some of our produce and have it left because we'll never use that much because you can get up to 60 pounds. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, then, then we can share with others, which was the model. Someone shared their leftover with us. And I thought I should get a few little bags together of just, you know, a few tomatoes and a few bell peppers and a few zucchini squash, just the stuff that was picked out. And when I'm out on my walk with my dog, I could have it in my basket. And if I could see, if I come across a neighbor, I could just say, Hey, uh, could you use some tomatoes? And I tell you, this produce was so beautiful. Who wouldn't take a little bag of this? You know. And I'm just thinking, here's something that society has caused because of the downturn in the economy, which someone came up with a creative idea how to distribute food. And there are people who are pooling resources to help ourselves and to help those that are around us. And I thought, wow, that now there is an idea. Yeah. That could go viral in a local local setting. And it has here. That's, yes. That's taken off. And and it started small. And we, we overlook that, you know, especially all the young people that are wanting to help with this great cause. Their mm -hmm. tendency, because I was, I was one, their tendency was to think, what phenomenal world-changing idea can we come up with? Yeah. Instead of saying, what can I do with what I already yeah. have? And yeah. what, can I, what difference can I make? with the things that are, that are right here yeah. at my disposal yeah. and necessity is the mother of invention. They yeah. say, so when, yes. when you have a need, when, when your resources are limited, that's when creativity kicks in. Yeah. Is that like when you're depressed, you write better music, they say, <laughs> probably, <laughs> or when you're in love. So yeah, you, know, you got to have some starting points. Well, it's one or the other. Every songwriting, like, course I've been through I've been through a couple like it's always it, first thing they say is oh it's true if you're depressed you write better like 
That sucks. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> I'd rather write because I'm in love. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather you write because you're in love. Me too. <laughs> yeah. So what is it? What is doing justice then uh, in our lives? What is it? Uh, justice and kindness go together, but but is it simply to look out for others? Be the champion of the little guy. I would like I would like to know a little more. I would like I would like the holy. I'm asking. I'm on record of asking God show me what that means a little bit more in my life. And I think going back to this Coney situation, I think what you said right there is the best outcome for Christians to take out of the situation is to cause us to want to know what justice is more deeper. And like I was saying at the beginning, I don't think it's, you know, finding a viral video, um, or I don't think it's as simple as finding a viral video. Watching a video and giving your donation. Right. And I just think we need to be cautious of hearing a single story, um, and not hearing two sides or whatnot. Um, but to back up, I think that is the best outcome for, uh, maybe Christian or Christian like is to find out what justice really is. Um, and how can we help or what can we do? Cause I mean, we generally want to do the right thing. I think people generally want to do the right thing, grumpy or not. Um, you know, nine times out of 10. So I have a thought and it's, yeah. this would be my, my first attempt to explain what I, what I think we're being prompted to do. And that is that, that the work of the Holy Spirit is to come alongside and to bring comfort. And you, you don't need comfort unless you're in some kind of distress or discomfort. And I think that we are called to have the same kind of role in the lives of others. Because we have the Holy Spirit within us. So I think our role is to come alongside people and support them and encourage them and, and bring comfort to their discomfort. And bring comfort to their stress in their lives and that can be that can be anything from giving them some food as you said james when they're hungry to championing their cause when they're oppressed you know but i think that that my first attempt at explaining it would be simply that and and that's something that we can all do at the level that we're at and we can all allow that to to blossom as well and become something bigger depending on who it is god calls us uh, to bring comfort to
wood washing in a river. Can't no preacher man save my soul. Can't no preacher man save my soul.